Hey, Hannah. Hey, Kate. What do you got to drink today? Today, I am having a classic, a little iced coffee um, with a little half and half in there. And we are out of maple syrup, so instead I added a little honey, which is, it gets the job done. It gets the job done. a little bit of sweetness. Just not not the flavor that I was really hoping for. It's not maple syrup, you <laughs> it's know. Not maple syrup. They're not interchangeable. It is a quality, but they kind of are. Right. It's a quality second place. Yeah. Know? And I will take second place any day. It's very good. First is you? the worst, second is the best. <laughs> Isn't it third is the one with the treasure chest? <laughs> with the hairy chest. The or hairy something chest. Like that. I like the treasure chest better when I'm in third place, you know? <laughs> right. Treasure chest. That's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. But what about you? What are you drinking? I have got a vintage cola olipop. Mm, yum. Yeah, I had a few sips of a Mexican Coke recently. Mm-hmm. I can't do the whole thing because it's just like a lot of sugar. Yes. But I just realized I just love the flavor of Coca-Cola. So Cola. It's a good flavor. Enjoying the olipop because that won't give me a headache from the sugar. <laughs> good idea. Yeah, we have become a little bit of olipop fanatics. We have. Olipop queens. Queens. Olipop queens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You ready to get into it? Yeah. Howdy Howdy from from Houston. Houston. I'm Kate. And I'm Hannah. Today, we are going to be talking about our summer engineering class. It's called an Innovation Immersion Experience, or IIE for short. We are going to be referring to it as IIE. IIE. So easy to say. (laughs) Yeah. Innovation Immersion Experience. Yes. So during our time at our school, we will complete, I believe it's three, three of these projects in our four years of schooling. Um, So it's really exciting that we were able to do one already this summer, um, kind of dip our feet into that experience and see what it's going to be like down the line. Uh, Just get a good idea of what to expect. Uh, So this IIE uh, was a needs-finding IIE, meaning... We spent some time getting to be in person with uh, surgeons and in surgical specialties and identifying things that are not very efficient, areas where people are struggling, little things that could just be a little bit better, all sorts of different things that could be considered a need. So the outline of what this experience really looks like was we had uh, outline of just four weeks. It was a month long thing. The first week we spent with surgeons uh, who are experts in their field. They came in and would talk about new innovation in their field. They would talk about what it took to get into their field, what a day-to-day experience looked like, why they wanted to pursue this. Just a really good overview of that specific specialty um, within surgery. So that was really fun to get to experience a little bit of that. And then every day we also got to have some hands-on experience in the lab, which the lab was super fun. We got to play with robots. We One of the days we got to dissect a pig heart. Mm-hmm. We got to learn how to do sutures, which was very cool. So like the stitching that surgeons do. We got to learn how to sew veins together or just blood vessels together because surgeons do have to do that. So we played with some graphs which are made of like some a cloth like material it's like a type of foamy cloth yeah so it. we played with that in the lab we also my favorite part was there were competitions right that's always <laughs> of games <laughs> with the robot so we got yes. to use the robot and like play these games and whoever got the highest score won and we were all playing this competition and some of us were better than others i was pretty average, I would say, you know. I was very bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, 
Lots of room to improve. You can Lots only go up from there. Maybe I was just surgically hustling everybody. Uh, yeah. I'll just come back, make some bets. Like, I yeah. bet you I can improve those scores. <laughs> exactly. And you'll knock it out of the park. Yeah, it was not It was not good for me, though. Um, but it was fun. I it had was a, so I had a fun. really good time. It just wasn't very good. Yeah. Well, and actually, the person who ended up winning the whole tournament, very predictable who it was, if you are in our class and can think about who it might be. <laughs> Very predictable. He won a little prize. Yeah. So that was really fun, too. Was fun. I We didn't know anyone was going to win a prize, but I'm glad he won a prize. Yeah. I'm, like, he was really talented and skilled. Like He was. Just good at it. Yeah. So good for you. And honestly, like, I'm tired of this pat on the back stuff. I want someone to win a prize. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not me. Yeah, you know? and he just made the day, like, extra fun yeah it felt like we were like i don't know at a carnival like playing carnival games yeah (laughs) it was so fun so a really really enjoyable first week even if like you're not 100 percent sure you're interested in surgery like for me like i was hoping honestly that this week would turn me off of surgery because Mm. if me liking surgery would mean that i have a lot more variables to consider with my career and life and all the things i'd like to do but I liked it, which I'll elaborate on later. Right. Um, but it was just so cool to be able to interact with all these doctors who are so passionate about what they do and who were able to teach us some stuff about the tools they use. And they were all so excited to be there and teaching us. Yes, and I loved that. Yeah, that was like probably the most inspiring part about it is just how excited they were to be with us and yeah. teaching us. I think it's, it's a common thing in other careers to see people that are later in the line you know down the line in in your same path like they are the person you would be in 20 years Mm -hmm. and it's not an inspiring vision and I think that this was a really exciting experience to see like that could be me in 10 20 years and they love their job and they love the way they get to help patients and they love the innovation in their field and it's just really encouraging to know like we get to be pursuing that kind of career yeah, and things just get to keep getting better and better. And yeah, I would say, honestly, it could probably be the highlight of my medical school experience so far. Like, I'm so grateful to have had this opportunity. It was, yeah, it's been amazing. It was so fun. I yeah. really, I really loved that week. Um, not just that week, but this really whole experience, the four weeks in total were great. Yeah. Um, specifically, part of that surgical boot camp, one of my favorite days was somewhat surprising to me going into this IIE we each preferenced a certain specialty within surgery uh, that we would be partnered with so we were each partnered with a specific surgeon in that specialty for the four weeks and we got to preface preface no preference Preference. we got to preference which specialty we wanted and so I preferenced um, urology Mostly because I know that there is a lot of innovation opportunity in urology, so that would make this IAE project exciting and, you know, have a lot of opportunities. It's not a field that I think is overly saturated with innovation. Um, For example, like I think you had like a really cool experience being in cardiothoracic, but I also see that as a field that's, you know, it's one of the number one problems in America. So you have a million people working to solve these problems, which is great. Like that's super important that we have a million people trying to solve these problems. Um, But in a field like urology, I think it's something that maybe people don't like to talk about as much, or it's just not as glamorous, you know, but it is such a fun field. And the day that uh, 
the urologists came in during that surgical boot camp week, they were just so excited about their field, just like we were saying about all the surgeons that came in. It made it really exciting to be in the lab, playing with all these tools and things like that, uh, and just seeing how innovation is growing exponentially in the field of urology. Uh, so we got to play with these little modules, I guess you could call them, uh, basically simulators for surgery. And they were all these different types of lasers to treat benign prostatic hyperplasia, which is basically just growth of the prostate that's non-cancerous. It's very normal um, for men to have growth of the prostate as they get older, um, but it can definitely affect quality of life. It affects urine stream. It affects frequency, all sorts of stuff. So it's not uncommon for um, men to go in and have a procedure done to ablate the gland, ablate uh, the prostate, just make it smaller, essentially. Um, and when we were in this boot camp, we got to play with, I think it was like three different new groundbreaking tools that are used to treat this BPH, which like I said, is a really, really common problem. So it's just exciting to play with these things. Um, the three that we got to play with that I really just enjoyed, because it's just like, it's like a little video game. You're going in there and it's like shooting little lasers. That's basically what you're doing. It was a really good time. Um, but there was aquablation, which is just a little water jet. It's like a really high powered water jet that cuts away tissue. And there's green light laser, which is a really high energy green light, that's exactly what it is, like the spectrum of light, green light, uh, and it evaporates the tissue. And then another one that was a little bit of a newer uh, treatment is Resume. And that's the kind of brand name for the treatment. It's a uh, steam treatment. So a little needle injects into the prostate and steam is injected through that needle and that kills the tissue. So really just interesting, very different methods. So you have water, laser, and steam. Those are very different things, different ways to treat the same problem. Uh, so going into my shadowing experience, I was really excited to see how these treatments were going to be used, how often they were used. Is this something that's just new and groundbreaking and really everybody's still just using the old treatments? Um, but my week of shadowing really showed me that that's not the case at all. Like these new treatments are absolutely first line. Like they are being used all the time. Um, specifically the doctor that I was privileged enough to shadow, he is really excited about new innovation and because he sees it as the best way to treat your patient you know if there's a better treatment out there let's do it like let's find the best treatment possible for each patient um, so specifically we spent time in both the OR and in the clinic so before a patient goes into the OR which is the operating room the surgeon that I shadowed one of the things I was really impressed by was he made sure that each patient was getting exactly the treatment that was best for them. So there are, like I mentioned, at least three treatments for BPH, which again, that's benign prostatic hyperplasia. Um, so there are more than three. There are all sorts of different treatments for this and each treatment fits a different type of patient best. He made sure to spend ample amount of time with each patient to make sure that the best treatment for them was being done. So that happened before you go into the OR at all. You spend plenty of time with them, sit down, make sure you answer all their questions, have multiple appointments, make sure that they feel comfortable with what's moving forward and that they have the right support after the surgery's done. And just, he just showed such care for his patients, which was really just encouraging to see as an aspiring surgeon, to see that that's like the general practice that's taken. Um, so in the OR, I loved the environment. I don't know about you, Kate, but I just thought the OR was just thrilling. I would agree. I loved the OR too. <laughs> it was just like a magical experience. Like yeah. time does not pass in the OR. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. You're like it's like entering IKEA. You just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you go in and clocks do not exist. Yeah. And you're just there and you're just like, I don't know how long I've been here. I don't know what day it is, but I love being here and it's exciting. <laughs> That's exactly how the OR is and how IKEA is. <laughs> yeah. So it was really fun. Um I really just enjoyed being in there. Um he took a lot of time to ask questions to both me, which I thought was really exciting because I was just there as a student, just shadowing. I wasn't involved in the procedures or anything like that. But he took a lot of time to ask questions of me and of the resident that was practicing to challenge us and see if we, you know, knew what we were talking about or knew what was going on and ask tricky questions. And anytime he asked a question, he didn't he didn't make us feel dumb, I guess is a better way to say that. He made sure that he was asking us difficult things so that we could be challenged. And if we didn't know the answer, we're going to remember that forever now. We're going to go home and look it up. We're going to make sure that we're more prepared the next day. So it's just it was a really great way to encourage being personally studious and taking care of your education in your own hands. Uh, he so asked a lot of questions and made it nice and challenging in the OR, but without risking anything for the patient. So... That was just like a fun experience, getting to feel nervous, but excited at the same time. <laughs> um, when he gave responsibility to the resident during these surgeries, so the resident, you know, has to train, so he's going to sit down and do part of the surgery. He was really encouraging. So lots of positive feedback, lots of positive words, just making sure that the resident felt comfortable and encouraged, which I... I think stereotypically was not expecting from what you normally hear from surgeons. I kind of pictured it being like an intense, somewhat mean <laughs> experience, but it was really positive. I will also say urology has a reputation for having really laid back and kind doctors Very in general. True. And from my experience, every urologist I've interacted with has been super kind and just great. And the one you shadowed <laughs> he is especially kind yes, and cheerful he really and is. just i want to be just like him when i grow up me too <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a stereotype that is fulfilled in this experience for yeah sure. um so i just i love seeing that that's how the residents were treated in this field um I'm not sure if urology is the field i want to pursue but it's definitely something i'm considering way more now because of this experience like because i could see what it could look like to be a resident in this field or to be an attending in this field um just really just really positive um and he was just so positive and kind to everyone in the room not just the resident but the nurses and the techs and the anesthesiology team and the drug reps that came in like everyone who was in the room he acknowledged everybody respected everybody and he wasn't walking around like he was the dictator of the OR. He was the encouraging, positive leader, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Great, great presence. That's Just, awesome. He was able to take command when, you know, situations got a little sticky. But at the same time, like, he was very laid back and just comfortable. And everybody felt comfortable. That's, I, I think, the best way to say it. Just a really comfy OR. Which is probably important in an environment like the OR when mm -hmm. you want people to feel comfortable so they can do their jobs really well. Right. I would totally agree. I think a good way to kind of give you an idea of what it felt like in there, they play music in the OR. This is often something not everybody knows during surgery. They will a lot of times play the music that the surgeon wants to listen to. The type of music we were listening to during every surgery was like, 
Jack Johnson picnic kind of vibe. Like that's how it felt. (laughs) I love that vibe. It was so nice. It was just upbeat, but not like crazy, like party. You know, it was just very positive. Very happy day. That sounds so nice. (laughs) It was really great. Uh, But outside of the OR, um, that was usually the morning of the day. The afternoon was spent in clinic. That's when he's seeing patients in like a little room where they're sitting on a table. That's when they would do most of the discussion about needing an operation, maybe changing up medication, that kind of stuff. So that's there's a lot of discussion that happens during clinic to prepare for surgeries. There are also a lot of uh, in-clinic procedures that can be done. So this would be stuff that doesn't require anesthesia and you can just have the tiny little operation done in a clinic setting. So that was a neat thing to get to witness too. But overall, just the clinic was a really... Um, positive experience too is just the way he spent time with each patient was exactly the type of doctor I want to be you know he would go into the room and nothing ever felt rushed but he was really efficient he'd come in get the conversation started he was black and white without being without losing empathy you know he just said it the way it needed to be said but was still very comforting or still very encouraging you know depending on um, what the outcome was for that patient and so he just had this really great presence with each patient, making sure that they felt heard and making sure that their questions were answered. And one thing I noticed about him too, he would come up with questions for the patient, like questions that the patient might not know to ask. Like he was thinking ahead of things that the patient should know or should be asking about, but maybe they don't know that they should be asking that question. You know, because if you're going into a situation where you don't know anything, you also don't know what questions to ask to make sure you don't know anything. (laughs) Right, yeah. Well, I can think of when I go to the doctor, I don't know what questions to ask. And I am interested in medicine and like learning a lot of this stuff. And I am always like, you think I have questions for you? Wait, what questions do you think I should have? What do people usually ask? So that's like a really cool trait that he... Has. Yeah, I was really impressed with it because I also think patients will think of questions later oh, of because course. they're out of the room and they're not under this little bit of pressure. So he's really great about just thinking ahead and just making sure that the patients get the information that they need. Also, if a patient had a lot of questions, like he would stay in that room as long as he needed, as long as the patient needed to get all the answers that they needed. He just would sit there as long as he needed to, have a discussion, be there for half an hour if need be, just to make sure that the patient felt really comfortable. Because if you're going into surgery, if you're a surgeon, you do it every day. But if you're a patient, this might be the very first time you're having surgery and you can be really nervous and really scared. And I think it's, it was really nice to see that the doctor I was shadowing recognized that. Even though this is his day-to-day and it's really comfortable for him, the people that he's working with could be really, really uncomfortable. So just a neat trait to see in him. Again, in the clinic, similar to the OR, he gave the residents a lot of responsibility. So he let them take charge in a clinic setting, ask a lot of questions, kind of lead the encounter with the patient. Um, and then he would come in kind of at the end and ask any follow-up questions or you know, kind of gather any other information. Um, and the patient still felt very taken care of and had a lot of confidence in both the resident and the attending without the doctor I was shouting without him making the resident, you know, in front of the patient look like he wasn't asking all the right things. So he would come in and just make sure that all the information that the patient needed, he got, and then step outside of the room and kind of recap with the resident, hey, 
great job, but maybe remember to ask this next time. Or when the patient asks a question like this or mentions this symptom, here are some things you should be thinking about. So we did a really good job of encouraging the resident in the patient setting, like when the patient was there, and then also giving great feedback when the patient wasn't there. So both the patient felt confident in, in their care providers and the resident got the information and feedback that he needed. So just really cool the way that he handled that feedback system. That was really just another another neat thing. <laughs> That's awesome, win-win. Win-win, great for everybody. Uh, the last thing that I really just loved about the experience was seeing that the urologist I shadowed was bilingual. And he made this huge effort to utilize that skill very, very well. So he posts videos on YouTube uh, for uh, just the procedures that he performs. It has all the information for all the different procedures so patients can go in and watch them over and over and over and over again. And he records them in Spanish as well. So if you are a Spanish speaker, you can go in and watch those same videos over and over and over again. Because I know too, a lot of times if you are um, primary language, or what is it called, first, first language? If your first language is... If your first language is not Spanish, or not Spanish, if your first language is not English, when you're speaking English, it might be even more difficult to pick up on some of the medical jargon. English is my first language and I miss medical jargon all the time. You know, So I think it's really neat that he records these videos and has them for people to just go back and watch. Um, and it really expands his patient population too. So he's able to treat an even greater part of Houston, especially Houston where we're closer to the border. We have a lot more of a Spanish speaking population here. Uh, and so we're able to, or he's able to treat, you know, just even more people in this community, which is really wonderful. So it's just neat to see that he is utilizing skills that aren't just necessarily quote unquote medical. So overall, it's just a really great experience. I loved getting to shadow in urology, a field that I, do, I didn't have a lot of familiarity with to begin with. And now I'm excited about it. And it's, it's a field that's on my docket of things I'm considering pursuing, you know, and so it's just... It's a field where you can really change somebody's quality of life. You can really pursue innovation. It's a wide field. There's so many options you can go with it. You can specialize into something. You can treat something really generally. Just a lot of options and a lot of ways to have a big impact on people. So the big takeaways I had from this overall experience and shadowing the doctor that I got to shadow was, number one, always be curious and always be asking questions. This is, this is a career of learning. There will never be a time in this career where we are not being educated about something. There's always going to be something new on the front line of innovation. There's always going to be a new treatment, a new medication, a new way to treat your patients. It's just, it's always evolving. So if you are not in the mindset of wanting to ask questions and learn more things, you're going to be behind and you're not going to be treating your patients with the best care that they could be getting. So this physician that I got to shadow was so great about that, about being curious and encouraging us to be really curious. The second thing is to always review what you've learned that day. One of my favorite parts of the day was at the very end, he would always ask us, what are three things that you've learned today? And he said, I'm doing it too. Here are the three things I learned. So he, it's, it wasn't just a question for me as a student or for the resident, it was for him too. So we'd always go over three things that we learned that day so we could really solidify the mistakes we made or just the new information that we encountered or just something exciting. We were able to really solidify that into our brains um, and just stay committed to focusing on things during the day, remembering them and getting to discuss them at the end of the day and share them with the people around us. So that was really neat to review what we learned each day, solidify it. And the last thing I learned from him, this was really just came from observing 
a truly wonderful person was there is always space to be kind whether that's being kind to your residents or your nurses patients families people are working just really hard and it's you know it's easy to get rough it's easy to get short and there's always space to just be kind to them patients too i mentioned this before you know this might be their first time having surgery they might be just really nervous or anxious and that might be coming across as being a little irritated whatever it is it's it's always there's always space to just be kind to these people and he was able to take that step every single time now granted have some grace for yourself when your bad side does come out because nobody is perfect but there is always that space and you should always i don't want to say that there's i'm saying always lot. <laughs> have some grace for yourself because your bad side will come out every now and then you know that's okay uh, but your default should always be kindness so just overall i loved getting to shadow in neurology i learned so much and it was just an incredible experience i would do it again in a heartbeat mm, you make me want to shadow urology <laughs> i think you should specifically this cool. guy yeah specifically yeah. this doctor i yeah. think that would be a wonderful experience i think i will i think you should i think that sounds like so much fun <laughs> i'll give you his number okay <laughs> <laughs> well hannah thank you for sharing that was so cool to hear about your experience with this IE and your experience shadowing and what you learned from it and all the cool insights you gained. So thanks. I'm excited to hear about your experience in the IIE shadowing cardiothoracic surgery in the next episode. Yeah, I'm so excited to share. That will be in our next episode. So this episode is the first part of a two-part episode. Thank you so much for listening. We had a lot of fun putting this episode together. If you want to reach out to us and share your thoughts, maybe share something you learned today, um, our email is howdyfromhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. It's going to be in the show notes. Copy the email, paste it into your little email page, and send us an email. We would love to hear from you. We would. We really would. We will catch you on the next episode. Bye.